0: Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com
1: Hi hey everyone hey going it's Nellie here. Happy New year to you Don't know where that came from. Hey, we at the Nellie team hope 2024 is full of love and adventure and rest and all the things, whatever that looks like for you. And thank you again for your continued support for this funny little podcast. Now we've got some very exciting news. We have another live show coming up. This one is on Thursday the 8th of February at the Malthouse Outdoors at the iconic Malthouse Theatre in Melbourne as part of their annual podcast season where they showcase mm -hmm, the best podcasts around. I am thrilled to confirm that the lineup includes me, obviously, hosting. We also have comedian, author, and broadcaster Sammy Shah. Jesus, he's funny. He's so great on radio. He's so great at all the things. Some of you may know him from the Australian story on ABC, which featured the incredible tale of him and his now wife, academic Kylie Moore Gilbert. Who was sentenced to 10 years in Iranian prison, but thankfully made it home. What a love story. We also have comedian and dear Nellie favourite, the incomparable Kirsty Wiebeck, who also happens to be one of my strawberriest of strawberry friends, and I know you all adore her. And last but not least, oh my god, we have comedian and actor Lizzie Who. Lizzie Bloody Who. She's on all the comedy specials, on all the streaming services. And no doubt she's one of the hottest bloody comedians going around. Now I mean hot as in popular, but you know, you go with whatever. So look, I urge you to get in and book tickets via the Malthouse website, Or my website at NellieThomas.com. And of course, there are links in the show notes. A couple of other quick reminders. Keep your calls coming. If you can, join Patreon or Acas Plus for five bucks a month for bonus episodes and other rewards. This year, paid subscribers will get live Zoom events with me throughout the year where we can do Q&As and interact. Now this podcast was recorded in the council area known as Darabin in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri peoples of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Last but not least, some things don't change, miles. This is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shit. So off your fuck. Dear Nellie. I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yes, yeah, some help would
2: be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we can talk
1: Welcome to Dear Nelly, Sex, Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40 and we are joined today by one of my strawberriest of strawberry friends, it is the one and only Kirsty Weebeck, back for sloppy seconds. (laughs) Sloppy seconds, Um,
3: hello mate. Uh, am I, I'm assuming I'm not your strawberry friend because of my complexion.
1: No, you're my strawberry friend because I love and adore you. And I know that you'll get back to me. So our
3: listeners
1: (laughs) will know, I think I've told you this theory. I heard this a couple of years ago, actually it's probably four or five. And I've really implemented it where this woman basically said, go through your phone and any friend that is like really reliable, that really sees you for who you are, that you love, that there's a um, recipro- reciprocity in the relationship, just put a strawberry next to their name and other friends. It doesn't mean you have to drop other friends, but you prioritize getting back to your strawberry friends Yeah. Like, rather than sort of trying to, you know, we've all got those friends that you got to kind of drag to the table who, oh. you know, are sort of, they love you, but they're reluctant or what, I don't know what it, what it is. Whereas a strawberry yeah. friend's like, yes, let's go. So it's just that little let's reminder. Go. Yeah,
3: it's um, I love that, and uh, it it was just a timing thing because one of my neighbours told me yesterday that my cheeks look like look like strawberries. Oh, <laughs> which, which is which is so odd. Like that's such it. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a strange thing to say. Like it is a very people said thing apples before, like also, but strawberries. Yeah. I'm like how, how does a cheek look like a strawberry? But anyway, it's just been on my mind. So, yeah. I no. like
1: I like the real reason why you called me that. I mean it <laughs> in the sense that you are you're a giver and you are a very very good friend to me. Right back at you. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's do a recap. Well, first of all, I want to mention that you are going to be in our next live show, which I'm very excited about. Me too. So that's going to be on, oh, tell me if I get this wrong, the 9th of February at the Malthouse Theatre. Don't subcontract that to me. (laughs) I've got no idea. It's in the show notes. It's in in show calendar. So it'll be me hosting and the panel will consist of you, Sammy Shah and Lizzie Hu and I am beside myself with excitement. It's going to be so great.
3: It will be super fun. I love those two as well.
1: And following up from that, let's do this up top. You'll be, I mean, I'm in Melbourne, so I'm Melbourne-centric. You'll be at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, but you're all over the place. Where are you going?
3: I am. Biggest tour ever this year. So I'll be in Canberra, then Melbourne, Sydney, Auckland. Yes. Uh, so New Zealand Comedy Festival for the first time. Um, I'm going to be in Warrnambool, obviously. Right. Um, <laughs> I love the book. Brisbane. I love the bull as well. That's why I'm going. Um, it just feels people are just like warnable. Yeah, I like, <laughs> love it. I love it. Off I go. Um, so then, yeah, Brisbane, can Newcastle, and um, oh, some other oh, Hobart and Launceston. Amazing. I oh, and Perth. I just and the Perth. Perth show as well. So. So all over the shop, and um, I'm probably going to add some more places on as well, but
1: that's way more locations than I usually do, so I'm super excited. So that means we should all have the opportunity to see Kirsty way back this year. I will put links into the show notes, and I'll put it on our social media as well. What's your show called? It's called I'll Be the Judge of That. And
3: also I should say.
1: (laughs) I can only, when I read that, I can only hear it in your tone. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. I should should
3: say too, Nelly, that um, I came on Dear Nelly before my 2023 tour. Yes. And I had so many of your listeners come out to shows. You know why? Because
1: they love you. <laughs> they love well, you they as much as I, as I do.
3: They were all so beautiful, Nelly. They—I yeah. had people that waited after shows to say that they'd heard me on Dear Nelly, and then yeah. they'd book tickets and they'd never heard of me before, and they had such a great time. And I got all these DMs and like all of the loveliest messages that I got on the back of my tour this year. Yeah. Some at some stage they mentioned that they came to me through Dear Nelly, so that's I pretty love cool. That. That's I that's love special.
1: that. You know what? I think that they. I think the, it's such a beautiful audience, but also I think that they pick up like when they can feel that I love someone that affects them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, sure, sure. You know, they love me. So they love you vicariously and now they just love you. And it's like a big <laughs> circle of love. And of course they will come out again and I'll be at your show in Melbourne at the very least, if not the others. So we love you. thanks mate now quick recap of your first episode well why don't you give us a recap give us a a recap of your relationship history in 30 seconds
3: (laughs) oh my gosh okay um relationship history long-term relationship in my 20s came out of it in my late 20s Um, dated with gay abandon quite literally and figuratively Um, (laughs) in my 30s, a bunch of short-term relationships, kept dating the wrong kind of people, went to therapy, worked out why, worked out how to crack that. And I've been with my partner for very nearly six years.
1: Yes, and you're an engaged lady. We're engaged,
3: yep, that's yep. right, yeah. So, um, yeah, Elle, uh, we met when I was transitioning to being a full-time comedian. So yep. I quit my full-time day job, uh, realised I didn't have nearly enough work to to survive mm. off as a comic yet. So I took a casual job um, in a hospital,
1: mm.
3: uh, just doing admin on the front desk, and that's where I met Elle, who is mm. an oncology nurse.
1: Yeah, you met at work. Yeah, an
3: office
1: it's romance. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's gorgeous, and I think one of the things I love, and I think one of the reasons your episode and go back and listen if you haven't um, listened to it already, one of the reasons that resonated so much is because it was really clear going through your journey how important it was went to to break that pattern of choosing the wrong people how critical it was to get into therapy and do that self-reflection and then work out why you were ending up in relationships that didn't suit you or weren't the right fit. And that's not just. Or how to break
3: it or how to break break it. it. I think the thing was, I think the most annoying thing for me was that intellectually I understood why. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Like, like I could, I could sit there and I could tell my mates why I kept choosing the wrong person. Yes. But I was like, I can't change it though. Yes. That's who I'm attracted to. Yes. So and I remember when I rocked up to therapy saying that to them, I was like, I don't need you to tell me why. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I told Ow. them, I was like, these are the reasons why I keep choosing these people. Yeah. But yeah. I, and I was like, I don't want to choose them, but mm. I need I need to know how to um create new neural pathways Yes, yes. <laughs> which is what which is what it was like I had to untrain this my is brain critical.
1: this is a critical thing because I think you and I've talked about this off mic and I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before even though I'm a massive advocate of therapy I do also think you got to think about whether or not the therapy is leading to a change in behavior because you can be in the wrong therapy where you get all this insight and you do excavation and you understand why you're doing certain things, but there's no change. Yeah. I, because, and if you're a clever person, you can understand something, but are you feeling it? And are you doing something different? So like you say, what if you've got a repeated habit of choosing a kind of person or a kind of personality that you know is not good for you? And even though you know intellectually why, you keep doing it.
3: Yeah. They're yeah. How do I therapist. break that? Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. I mean, one of my worst dating um, experiences was with, w- with someone who was essentially a pathological liar. Mm. And oh, I remember. Yeah. Like she, like she couldn't. Like if, if I asked her what she had for lunch, she'd tell me she had a salad sandwich, mm. and she really had a quiche from the cafe downstairs. Yeah, so, why? It, and I was like, "Why? Why can't mm. you just tell the truth?" Like a lot of it was not of consequence, but then mm. some of it really, really was. was. Yeah, and um, she was incredibly intelligent and could speak to you in academic terms about some of her. Shortcomings, mm. if you will. I, I don't know if shortcomings is the best word, but mm. she had some level of insight into her idiosyncrasies. Mm. And she'd talk about them academically and through, you know, mm. um, therapy speak yes. to you. And yeah. you'd be like, you're kind of hovering above your body though. Like yes. you've got this surface level insight, but you can't change. Mm. It's, it's almost like that thing um, which you see, it's fairly prevalent in internet culture where people are like, I do this really messed up thing. Like, mm-hmm. lol, cute. like how cute am I? Lol. Yeah. Like, yes. I? Like, I'll never change. Yes. And, like, you know, I remember a friend of mine a few years ago who's, like, well into their 40s saying um, at a party once, like, I, I, I take drugs and drink too much to mask, uh, you know, whatever it was, um, yeah. that ha, I'm ha, having ha. a really terrible time ha, or whatever, ha, but, ha. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, and but they were correct. That that is exactly what they were doing. But everybody Mm. was like, "Oh, she's so quirky,"
1: Mm. and it's it's like, do you know what that is? It's not enough just to say that. Like, yeah, and it's to me, it's even worse. Like an example, and I obviously all anonymize it, but I had a couple of friends do something pretty shitty to me and leave me in a really difficult position. And the same thing got that text going, oh, we're such bitches. We're such bitches. Ah, ha, ha,
2: ha. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah. Yes, you are bitches. <laughs> you know, <but> like, <laughs> actually, can you just go, we're really sorry. We had to do this thing. How can we make it right? Or we yeah. made a bad decision or what? Like, that kind of coquettish, ah, ha, 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 aren't I a loose unit? Yeah, well, fuck off. Like, because either one yeah, yeah. left me in the shit. It's a
3: really strange part of our culture. Like I, I know what you're talking about and I have a, like a situation on a lesser scale. Yeah. But it, it was a situation in which if I'd been the offender, yeah. I just would have gone to the other person and been like, look, what I did yeah. really sucked sorry. and I'm really sorry. Yeah. And because pe- people are so terrible at apologising. Yes. And, and it, do- it does my head in because I'm like incredibly impulsive Mm. Which meant that which I, you know, I, I'm aware of and I I work on it all the time. I'm constantly mm. working on it. But if you're an impulsive person, something that you need to learn really early on is how to apologize. Yes. <laughs> properly. Yes, properly, sincerely. Yes. And so, yes. and this is the thing, is that, and I never do anything terrible. It's no. it's more not thinking before I speak or whatever. But yeah. I'll go away and I'll be like, oh no, Kirsty. Like, why didn't you? take a beat and not say that mm. thing, mm. like, and, and I'll go away and I'll be like, and, you know, I'll have to think about it and I'll go back to the person and I'll be like, hey, I was out of line. Mm. I'm really sorry. What you said did annoy me but mm. I should have taken a breath and I could have pitched it mm. in, in a better way than that, you know, and I'll, I'll I'll be very, very good at delivering a sincere apology. But I find a lot of people I know and it's it's probably not just the people that I know, mm. but they have a real hard time. And and it's this like I'm the worst.
1: Yeah, this is so. This oh, to me is the key. What I'm picking up in your situation and in mine, and I think this happens a lot in dating as well. Of to me, kind of going, I'm a I'm the worst. So oh my god, I'm such a bitch, or I'm so out of control, or da, da. What they're actually trying to do is manage your emotional response. They're saying you can't respond to this with anger, sadness, disappointment because I'm saying it. And yeah. that's a bit I don't like. It's like do not tell me how I can feel about a situation.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. My yeah. feelings will be like, my feelings. Yeah. And and you could just short circuit all of that by just yeah. being like, "Hey, I screwed up and I'm sorry." Yeah. yeah. Cuz that's a bit that enrages me like I'm Mm. I'm very forgiving again you have to be forgiving if you're someone who makes mistakes all the time too yeah but it's just in my nature like if if we all screw up I screw up all the time um I'll apologize to you you'll apologize Mm. to me and the friendship will keep rolling yeah but the friendship can't keep rolling for me when somebody just repeatedly comes to me and goes oh my god what I Mm. did wow Mm. who even am I yeah And, and I'm like just just say the word yeah just just say sorry sorry like don't yeah sorry. don't just tell me how cute you are so it's it yeah it's yeah. This, this bizarre but yeah, yeah i don't know no and it's that. one of those things like i fixate on it a bit as well like once i realize that people are doing stuff like that you know it's that confirmation bias thing oh like a, when uh, no when you I, notice that's... there's lots of teslas around you start seeing oh. them everywhere
1: but I think you're right. I think it is actually the downside. There's a lot of upsides to how much more literate we are with therapy speak. And, but mm. that's one of the downsides is that mm. people can use the language of therapy without implementing it.
3: Yeah. 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 Because so I mean, the basic idea of therapy would be like, you, go and apologize. Correct. Like, just it would be so basic. Like, yes, you've upset your friend, and you did something terrible. And Don't how do you bring change? them and say I'm the worst. Yeah, yeah. And how and how do you show them that you know that, like, you know what you're apologising for? Yeah, that's right. Which which is something you know that I'm always really conscious of is is making the other person aware. Mm. Like, I'm really sorry, Nelly, that I hurt your feelings by mm. you know saying that terrible thing in the heat of the moment. Mm. Um, I should have taken a breath and I didn't mean it, like whatever. Yeah. Rather than just being like, sorry about Saturday. Yeah.
1: Or like, <laughs> yeah. worse. I used to do, years ago, I used to do a joke about, remember when Howard wouldn't apologise for the stolen generation? I'm like, it's like parents of my parents' generation, whenever they say sorry, it's like, sorry, you know? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> wow. No, that's actually not an apology, you know? like That is what we call sarcasm. And if you put it in this context, like this is shit to, I mean, I think dating is friendship with sex on a basic level, right? It's Mm. the base of its friendship. And obviously it's got to be more than that. There's got to be some kind of romantic element to as well, but the rules are pretty similar. The guidelines are pretty similar. If you're dating someone who can never apologize Or who is trying to be manipulative in that sort of way of kind of going, this is just me, like take it or leave it, then fucking leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not cool. And that doesn't mean they need to change their whole personality. But if they can't own their shit, you can't work with that. No. You know, there has to be a for for both people to kind of go, like you say, if you and I are dating and I hurt your feelings, I need to be able to sit with that instead of making it about me, yeah. or dismissing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, All right. How can we work this out? Yeah. And how can I not do it again? If you love someone, you don't want to hurt them. You know, it's, it's kind of basic. It's very complicated, but it's also basic. Someone who's going, oh, well, you know that classic thing, well, you're too sensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, then maybe I'm too sensitive for you. Let's keep it simple. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, 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 because this is how I'm
3: feeling like, yeah. and, and my feelings are valid as well. So if you can't meet me in the middle somewhere.
1: Yeah, maybe I am too sensitive. I'm not even going to argue with you. Catcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, being sloppy seconds, my dear friend, you get to ask me a question. Is there something okay. you'd like to know from the Nellie Thomas universe that you don't already know?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to dig out the dirt. I Please. saw... Uh, you know, we've been talking about this a little bit in a cursory fashion, but it's, you know, um, the, been the holiday period and, and all yeah. sorts of things have been going on for us. So um, I saw a hard launch <laughs> on social media the other day. I saw some images being bandied around really? on dear Nelly's Instagram. Yes. And I want to dig out the dirt on what's going on with your current lover. Oh,
1: I knew you'd fucking ask this. I'm (laughs) blushing already. God. So, well, the short story is that, um, you know, I'm always in that thing of kind of like how much information, you know, like you do. I'm very conscious of Linda's privacy, so I'm just kind of editing in my head. But the short story is after we went through this horrible period with our beautiful friend, Cal. Mm -hmm. And when she passed away, like before that, I really was, I I kind of felt like I was done. And, you know, I had talked to you about that. It's like, I feel like I keep choosing wrong and all the stuff that you and I had talked about where the same place that you had been in some years before, I was feeling really despondent. If I'm totally honest, I was feeling like damaged goods. Right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's at its worst and I wasn't there all the time, but I just sort of thought I can't go back in. I'd had a bit of a rough experience, you know, dating recently. And yeah. anyway, I just was not in a good place. And after Cal passed away, I think I thought a couple of things. One, it's as the reminder, like when you lose anyone that you love, that you could go at any time yourself. To remind you yep. of your own mortality. Absolutely. Um, but also, I think on a bigger level for me, it was that basic thing, the fundamental basis of my friendship with Cal was, from my point of view, was that she was really proud of me. Yeah, and she absolutely was. So I think that kind of saying that out loud and talking about that and reflecting on it, it I don't know, it unlocked something in me where I went, no, you are. Like this is very kind of woo-woo, but it's the truth. You are worthy, right? And yeah, there, yeah. there'll be there's someone for you. So I thought, fuck it. I'm going back on the app, way back. I'm going back on the app. Yeah. Um, and I thought I want to do this with a very different intention. Um, and really look for different things than I have looked for before. And mm-hmm. the way that I would summarize that in the shorthand is I think I'm really used to the way I exist in the world, which is not even a virtue because it can certainly be negative for both parties, but I'm a giver. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a nurturer. I, sometimes that's been bad and pathological. It can be me. There's some kind of wound in me that's trying to make people love me mm-hmm. um, so I can overgive. And mm-hmm. I thought I need a giver. I need to be nurtured and taken care of and be the one, not that it, it's not reciprocal, but to make sure that there's someone looking out for me as well who's reading the room for me yeah, not just the other way around. And lo and behold, the short story is that the first person I matched with was Linda, who you saw on Instagram. She said her love language was cheese. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> A, I love cheese, but B, that's funny. You know, yeah, like yeah. if someone's funny, I'm I'm like, yes, I'm interested, especially on a profile because that can be difficult. And if I want to get, pardon the pun, really cheesy, she just had a really lovely smile and yeah. I was like, I, I like that warmth. Like I need that kind of warmth as well. Like I think I have had a tendency in the past to go for a little bit like cool people, Mm. And I don't, and I mean cool like they're cool in an edgy sense, but also cool as in potentially a bit cold. Not universally in yeah. everyone I've dated, but just as a vibe, like I like that kind of cool intellectual thing, and it doesn't serve me. Mm. So I liked the warmth, and then I think the reason it's gone well is because, well, for lots of reasons, but one of them is just just little things like. Oh, you know, I'm available Friday night, and then Linda will book something, and go. Okay, I've booked this at six o'clock, and I'll see you there. Now, that yeah, probably right. doesn't sound like much, but to me, it is. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that is to me as well. I mean, because yeah, I've
3: always been the organizer and the yes. all, all of that stuff. So yeah, if if somebody takes charge, it's like yeah. wow.
1: Takes a bit of initiative and show, and is thoughtful about it. So you've said you like this, I don't know, you like Vietnamese. I've booked us a Vietnamese place at six o'clock on, like actually listening. I mean, there are a couple of moments, you know, this is like, I think for, especially for single mums, this is weak at the knees kind of stuff. She's <laughs> like, you know, she was coming over and she's like, I'll oh, bring dinner. I'm like, oh, I should book you. I should make you dinner and she's like no 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 you've got enough mental load like mm-hmm. even for someone to kind of recognize mental load yeah. as a bloody concept you know i'm yeah. like oh my god i like you <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. i mean there's lots yeah. of other things that i like as well there's a lot of there's a lot of compatibility i think is a is a really big part of it she can be really daggy and fun which i really like um, But I think for me it's mainly like she's definitely it's very challenging actually way back because the way she is with me is the way I usually am with everyone else. So that mm. kind of like organising, nurturing, taking care of, generous. And I will confess I am finding it hard at times to receive.
3: Yeah, I've got no doubt. Like, and it's, I'm, it's unnatural. You've been in that role for such a long period of time. So, Even if you want it. Yeah. It's a different thing being able to just sit back and receive it.
1: It really is. And I found that fascinating speaking of, you know, therapy and insight and all that kind of stuff. When you think you, you've got all the insight into that and then someone shows up, like I won't say what it was, but she did a particularly generous thing. And it, it kind of, Upset me so much. Like I loved it, but it also challenged me so much that I actually had to ring my therapist. <laughs> and she pretty much <laughs> said, But this is what you asked for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? This is everything you have asked for. So let's work out why you're uncomfortable rather than going, I don't want that. Yes. And that, you know what? I think relationships, parenting, Friendships, but romantic relationships, especially, really show you the bits of you that aren't healed.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm, they do. Like, they I'm make going you through that
1: in real time.
3: Yeah, it's so hard, isn't it? And uh, yeah, also, like, we're just a constant work in progress, aren't we? Oh. Like when you when you think that you've gotten on top of things, it's like something else pops up, and you're like,
1: wow, where did that come from? What's 100%. that about? Well, like I said, so the like it was a lovely act of generosity, and I thought this is what I've asked for. I want to be seen. I want to be taken care of. I want to do. I want to receive all the things that I give. It's exact. Mm. This particular gesture was exactly the kind of thing that I would do, you know, for Mm. a friend or a partner or my children or whatever. But it just, I'm just so unused to it. Yeah. Sort of, and it taps some part of you that goes, "I'm not worthy," or. Um, so I don't feel right, I'm not used to this. I mean, I've gotten through it and I've accepted the gesture. But I think it's important for me to acknowledge to listeners, like I'm no different to them, (laughs) you know, like I'm also that work in progress.
3: Oh, totally. Yeah, we all are. Because it's interesting how the human brain has a propensity to place all the blame and yeah, I, I guess all the blame on onto yourself. Yeah, for things like yeah. it, it manages to twist everything negatively onto you. So yeah. it's like w- when you're shining a light on something like um, understanding a need that you have or a want, like to mm. have somebody that cares for you mm. in a different way to previous partners. Like your brain will just say to you, "Well, how come? How come none of your previous partners?" It ever looked after you like this, yeah. and and then your and then your brain just interprets it as yeah. like you not being worthy or whatever, rather 100%. than it being like you've yeah. just been drawn to these people in the past who yeah. haven't had a natural um, capacity to do that for anyone, not just you. Yeah. Um. But then you've got to unpick all of that, like especially yeah. when you're in your forties or your fifties, yeah. or yeah, and. There's
1: it's a a lot amazing of what can respect. be hidden for decades. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I find myself kind of, there's been times I've gone, it's almost that thing of, oh, this is too good to be true. You know, like there's a suspicion. Like I think I'm a naturally optimistic person, but I have found um, there's a couple of moments when Linda has done really lovely things where I've kind of gone, oh, you're going to stop, like, and I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I'll be honest, you're going to stop doing this soon. Or Yeah, I mean, be point uh,
3: be yeah, I understand why you'd feel embarrassed to admit that, but that is, that is also just so normal. Like, oh, like anyone, anyone oh, God. who's God. receiving something differently to what they have in yeah. the past, like it's impossible not to feel suspicious because yeah. you haven't been exposed to different behavior than yeah. the behavior that you consistently have been exposed to from different people yeah. over a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. like if, if if every single other situation has panned out to this result here mm. Mm. it's impossible not to assume mm. that your current circumstances are also going to end up skewing that way too oh which is look. the whole thing with dating and having to let yourself like you've got to lend yourself to the whole thing don't you That's and right. you've got to try and keep your mind open to it mm. and you've got to you know you've got to take people at face value because, I think that's because we are trained into that.
1: Yeah, we are. And I think too, and that is also, um, that is very much a two-way street. So one of the things I've noticed that I think gives us a really good chance, I hope, is that when either of us, and I'll just, for me, because it's privacy, I'll just talk about myself. Um, if I go to her and kind of go, actually, like I'm spiralling about this, I'm not met with, oh, well, don't be stupid or don't be sensitive or I didn't say that or I didn't, she will then go, oh, what happened? You know, like, for example, if I'm, I have this constant thing that I shouldn't be needy and that's from childhood and, you know, (laughs) say to her, oh, am I asking you too much? Because I'd asked her to help me with a couple of things. She's like, babe, you're not asking me enough. Like I'm not even, I'm not even close to you're asking too much. But I am so programmed to think that I need too much that even asking for basic stuff from a partner feels a lot. Mm. But to have her meet me in that space instead of dismissing it and kind of going, that's silly, just to reassure and kind of go, okay, now I understand that. Let I will talk about it in a different way and let me reassure you that I don't, we're not even close to how much I'm prepared and happy to give. Mm. You know, And I need that reassurance mm. repeatedly, not yeah, once, sure. you know, repeatedly and someone, and I will offer that too, but I think to know that you need that, it's not enough. They also need to accept that you need that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm 50 this year and I feel like a little teenager. Like it's one of it's one of those ones where you're kind of like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, that's
3: awesome.
1: <laughs> and you know what? On my ba- I've been talking about in the negatives. On the base level, I'm like, fuck, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. You know, you do. like also kind of leaning into that and kind of going, yes, this is how it's supposed to be.
3: When I was younger and dating, like I'd go through these patches where I'd be like, right, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And then I wouldn't find it for ages and then I'd be like, am I being too rigid? Yeah. And, and now, like in my infinite wisdom as a 41-year-old, I look back on those things that I was seeking and they weren't Outrageous, no, at all. Like they were all very basic, um b- positive mm. attributes in a person. Like it, you know, there was because uh, you see on the internet every now and then people like writing their lists and they're like, yeah. right, must have at least one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in their savings account, oh. and it, like it was nothing disgusting like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It, it was like, um like imagine bringing that up on the first date. Yeah, like. So I've booked a restaurant. We're going to meet yeah. here. Also, can you please bring your bank statements?
1: <laughs> What's your I want to make insurance? sure you're not in situation. <laughs> yeah. Right? Honestly. Exactly. What kind of you? car do you drive? And it's hard even talking about the list because it doesn't mean that I judge people who don't comply with this list. It is literally just a compatibility issue. It's things like, are you punctual? Because if mm. you're not punctual, I'm going to get stressed. Right. Are Mm. you organized? Are you, I could not give a shit how much money you earn, but do you know how much money you earn? Do you know how much debt you've got? Do you manage it? You Mm. know, are you in control of your finances? I don't care what the number is, but if you're loosey goosey about it, like I just do not have the nervous system for that. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a whole range of other things that to do with, I guess, romance and sex and how you are together and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's okay to have criteria like that that you wouldn't apply to a friend, for example. It's okay. Sure. You have to have compatibility to be able to have a yeah. partnership. Well, you, well yeah, because well, that's right because it's going to be a partnership, right? Yeah, like like
3: at some they- point. Yeah, yeah. If, I mean, if that's the kind of relationship that you're that yes. you're chasing, yes, then yeah, you're you're looking. To-
0: a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
3: Compatibility on a partnership level as opposed to you know, on a friend level, like it has no impact on you. What's going on with my finances? No, like and we can honestly, still go and have a coffee, but yeah, and be mates. But yeah. if we're in a relationship, yeah. and then later on you found out that I'm in a hundred thousand dollars of debt that I'm really struggling to pay off, yeah, that's not not necessarily a deal breaker for somebody. No. But but you can go in being like, okay, well, this is going to be like an emotional and a financial. Um, stress on us in some mm-hmm. ways, how we're we going to manage that and y- like yeah, you've got to be aware of it all and, and yeah. able to tackle it or to decide if it is something that you would be um, compatible with.
1: You've got to be adulting. But, yeah 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 you know yeah I, I think that's the thing. it's not and again that's not about existing in the in the world in in a particular way. it's about knowing that you exist in a world in, in a particular way. For me, sure. Like I don't yeah. mind if you've got shit, as long as you know what that shit is and you are taking responsibility for it. And I think that, yeah, I
3: really like that. I, I really like that because I yeah, I was trying to think of a way to articulate that because we, yeah, this we've all got things yeah. in our lives that other people would be like, Ugh. yeah, like oh, like not for me. Like absolutely, I can't believe they're managing that thing that way or whatever. Yeah. Um, or I can't believe their the, their circumstances or that's the job they do or mm. wh- you know, wh- whatever it is, like I- if you were going to um, you know, be incredibly judgmental for a minute, mm. like there's plenty of things that people would look around at for all of this mm. and cast judgment on. you, you know sense. but um, but I, but I really like that how you've articulated it in you just want someone to be
1: aware, of this situation. All Likewise. right, I'm going to move us on. Are you ready
0: for a listener call, my friend?
3: I'm ready. I'm so ready.
0: Hi, Nelly. This is Jude, one of your listeners from the UK. I've been listening to you firstly on Single Life of Us and now on Dear Nelly, and I love the podcasts. I feel like you've held my hand throughout my journey from making the extremely tough decision to split from my husband of 26 years, then telling my teenage boys and then navigating life as a single woman again. For various reasons, my ex only moved out of the house at Easter this year. It was horrendous sharing a house with him for nearly a year after telling him I wanted to split up. Anyway, it was such a relief when he left and I could start to create my new life. I really went for it, trying new hobbies, joining meetup and Facebook groups, and going on holiday solo. I was really pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I had to do so many things by myself as all of my other friends were married. I also jumped on the apps and boy did I have a good time. It turns out that I did love sex, just not with my ex. I came from a really strict Catholic upbringing and so I had to learn so much more about sex and feel my female pleasure. Initially, my dating was primarily seeking partners to explore with rather than for any sort of relationship. I never did a one night stand because that wasn't really my scene. But I I chose guys who were open or in an EM EM relationships to play with. I never really met them on a, a regular basis, just, you know, once a month or something like that. Then I met a guy who who I've been seeing since September on a regular basis probably once a week but and it's not just for sex we sort of go out and I suppose we we date yeah at the beginning we both said we weren't looking for a long-term partner and that's still true because I don't want to give up all the freedom that I've that I've only just got back if you like but I have to admit that I'm starting to get feelings for him Um, I have discussed it with him and he says that he likes me and enjoys my company but isn't looking for anything more and i understand that he he was never offering it that at the beginning and he's he's always been truthful with me he lives in london which is about two hours away from me has two young children who he sees every other weekend and a busy job ideally i would like to be able to see him more than once a week when he comes up to my area for work but i'm wondering if partly that is because i'm starting to come down from the general high of my ex leaving me I'm starting to feel a bit lonely in general and so it might be that that I'm sort of trying to fill that void with him lots of people that I've talked to are saying that I should finish it as I will get hurt but I'm really reluctant because I'm learning so much about communication and relationships from him he's really emotionally intelligent I always struggled to communicate with my ex he would always shut me down and wouldn't want to talk about things so it's it's been really um good to to be able to talk to to him about things and you know to really open up and be vulnerable so my question is how do you have a relationship with someone when you know that it's not going to be forever i mean i suppose you never know that a relationship's going to be forever anyway but there are so many resources available giving advice for standard long term relationships, but not for a more modern version. So, any advice, Nelly? What would you recommend? Cut my losses and, and stop seeing him now before I get hurt or, or carry on and, and enjoy the time that I have him and carry on um I suppose learning from him. Anyway, keep up the good work. I love your podcasts. Thanks, Nelly. Bye. Kirstie Webeck, I couldn't love this bitch more.
1: I was about to say I love her so much. I love her so much. She's doing all the right things, all the hard things. Mm. Tell me what you hear. I've got like a trillion thoughts, but I want to know your what, – what do you hear?
3: I've got a trillion thoughts as well. I mean, the big red flag for me is her saying, you know, do I – stick around until I get hurt. Yeah. Like already acknowledging that that's the inevitable. It's coming. And just in that really simple sentence, like acknowledging that you're well aware that you're already in a position emotionally where when it comes to an end, Mm. it's going to hurt. And it also sounds like that when it comes to an end. Yeah not if it comes to an end and that's a big difference like um you know she um you know very sagely at the end said not that any relationship that you get mm. into you know is going to last forever mm. but there, there's a hope that it will yes and you you know you're working towards that so yeah. i think if i were in this situation I think I'd ask myself really really honestly mm. if I thought that any good could come of me just sticking around mm. and waiting until the heartbreak yeah basically mm. and and it's a very personal thing mm. so for mm. me I know that wouldn't work mm if I'd started developing feelings for somebody, like Mm. I know that that wouldn't work. Whereas if I were just out there and I was single and I committed to just having like a summer of fun, like just dipping a toe in, it's very very different because the way that you approach those kinds of periods in your life is very different. Like you don't. You don't develop an emotional attachment mm. with people like you spend less time with them like mm, you mm. you know you make it really clear really early on that it might be like a no strings attached kind of thing mm. and that's what it is it's like going over to each other's houses at ten o'clock at night and whatever yeah. like
0: yeah. you know
3: you're really whining and dining and going to the
1: cinema and introducing yeah. them around to your friends, friends and that kind of thing which is more so, relationships vibes yes. yeah 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 so I
3: mean that's yeah, that's the thing is that you've got to know what you're getting yourself into Mm. and whether that's what you want to be into. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And so for me, there were a million red flags in what she was saying, which would make me go, Mm. it sounds like you already know what the answer is. Like it sounds that, you know, that you should probably bail before you're in over your head and the Mm. pain is insurmountable. Mm. Um. And then maybe you just have to have a little think about, like you know, whether it is that you're out looking for a
1: long term relationship again now. Like, if yeah, that's what what you're yeah, what it is for. you're after?
3: Yeah, Let me put and if a that's the of, case, this isn't it.
1: I'll put a couple of things to you and see what you reckon. I find this one fascinating because I absolutely love her, and I think she's done everything, you know. That, and I'm saying this in air quotes, but everything you should do, you know, she's been yeah. really upfront and honest. But as I've said many times before, fucking feelings, you know, yeah. like this is always the risk with casual or open relationships mm, or ENM yeah. or whatever. You don't, or you can go in with the best of intentions, both of you. And as she said, he hasn't lied. She hasn't lied. They've both been up front. But you yeah. cannot control for the human experience. And yeah. there is some level at which she is unexpectedly developing feelings for him. Yes. What I want to put to you, though, Kirstie, and see whether you think this is Nutty Nut Bar, I reckon either way she's going to be hurt. She's already in, right? She's already invested. So there's part of me kind of going, um, can you just, yes, you know there's a heartbreak coming, but that heartbreak could be now or in six months. Can you offset that heartbreak a little bit by putting some contingencies in place, seeing him still? but limiting it to absolutely no more than once a week. I think she mentioned that, you know, maybe she'd like to see more. Do not do that because you're going to get in even deeper. And I wonder, should she take another lover? Well,
3: look, I think that that genuinely is
1: probably what I would do. This is what I think I, I would do. That's why I'm saying it. Like, Yeah, because I
3: yeah. No, I think I would do that too. I, th- yeah. I think I, because you're right, like that way you're taking back a little bit of the control of the heartbreak. Yeah. You are. You're also um, diffusing some of it because yep. you won't have all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're slowly putting a foot out the door. Correct. And then, at a minimum, when it does draw to an end, yeah, it, you've got something else. You've got anyway.
1: And the brutal truth, because she's trying to. What I hear is, is a woman who's you know closer to my age, who's gone all these scripts that I've had. This traditional kind of setup hasn't worked for me. I want to do something different you are doing something different, I reckon let's take that one more step and kind of go, I reckon you can stay with this guy. It is going to hurt you. It is going to hurt you if it ends, but I think it's going to hurt you anyway. So let's offset Mm -hmm. that. Get one or two, like one, and she won't mind me saying this. I remember when Helen Thorne had started dating and she'd come through a horrendous divorce and, you know, cheating and a whole range of horrible things And for a while there, not now, but for a while there, she would have like two or three guys on the go. And Mm. not in a kind of, I mean, that can sound gross and pervy. That's not how I mean it. I mean it in the sense of her kind of going, I am not ready for a long-term commitment. But I I think part of her thinking was if I'm dating one guy at a time, I will fall for him. Like I know Mm. how I'm built, right? So Mm. I will actually kind of counter that and no one was lied to like it was very clear um and upfront with everybody I think she can do the same get yourself another yeah. one or two or yeah or four or five or um, ten. <laughs> I don't know how much time you've got but do not put all your emotional <laughs> eggs in this basket because you've got to believe people when they tell you he is saying he can't do this. Believe him. Mm. Mm. except that yeah
3: that's that's such a good that's a really key point nelly and something that i it took me many years of dating quite a bit
1: yeah me too. to get
3: my head around like and it's it's a meme yeah like i i can change her or i can change yeah. him or whatever okay. like in like in any way but but this falls under that umbrella like and we've all we've all got friends going through it right mm. now, where they're talking to you and they're going, "Oh yeah, like you know, he he says that he doesn't want another relationship, but I think that he'll eventually fall for me."
2: Yeah, and
3: it doesn't happen. You've got to believe people. You've got to. And at, at, at a minimum, it's for self protection, but also they're telling you, yeah. just listen to them. Yeah, like absolutely. So that's that's the key factor. But I think you're right. I mean, I think it it had really cushioned the fall, like yeah. um. And there's absolutely no reason to have all the eggs in one. one basket, especially when they've told you that they're
1: what you're getting right now is it. And he's not asking like, you to do that. And you don't no, have he's to not. do that. Right. So, yeah, exactly. And yeah. take the edge off, Um, <laughs> take the edge off with another lover or two. And I mean that sincerely and see how that goes. And if a few months down the track, like if I'm sure, you know, she doesn't seem to have any trouble meeting up with people via Tinder or wherever she's doing it, if a few months down the track you're still feeling like I'm yearning to a degree that's debilitating or I'm feeling heartbreak, then, yeah, you'll have to cut it off with him. But I think there's somewhere in the middle now. Mm. Keep him on the go. You feel like you're having a great time and I think even more importantly you're learning stuff from him you finally come across someone who is actually communicating with you, who listens, who's showing you what you deserve and, and should have, even if it's not with him, that will help you expect that in your next relationship. Yeah. And that's yeah. Lovely. We can learn things from people we're only with for a short time, you know, and yeah. kind of go, oh, wow, this is what it's supposed to be like. She's obviously had an ex who I think she used the word shut her down all the time. Even mm. maybe if you want to get philosophical about it, has this man come into your life to show you that that's not right?
3: Yeah, I I feel like that about people like quite frequently. Mm. Like it's that, whole, oh, gosh, I'm about to introduce a topic that I can't remember what the, <laughs> you know, when you start a story and then you realise yeah. that you can't remember the guts of the story. I've just done that. But you know that like people come into your lives for like a season yeah, or a lifetime or whatever. Like, but, but, oh, God, I've really cooked it, haven't I? I, wish
1: I no, hadn't no, gone I this- know exactly what you mean. I do think I do think, whether you think it's by fate or it's just a learning opportunity, some people can't. Like I have literally dated, you know, been on a couple of dates with people where I've gone, I've learned something from you. I've learned something from you about myself or I've learned yeah. something from you in how you operate in the world or how you exist in space or how you talk to me or any, and it doesn't have to be that there you're forever. It can be, yeah. I'm actually gathering these tools for if I do find a forever.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was like when I, um, you know, went to therapy about the people that I was attracted to yeah. or, or attracting and Throughout that process, I continued to date and I dated some people that still fell under that category. Yeah. And I found myself not being attracted to it anymore. Yes. And that in itself yes. was a major lesson. And like yes. and I came away from those like rather than feeling like I'd wasted my time in any way or whatever, mm. or feeling betrayed because they'd misrepresented themselves over text or whatever it was. Mm. I came away feeling really grateful mm. that they had been, you know, that they'd come into my path to show me that I was making progress. 100%.
1: That, that, yeah. I cannot agree with this more. So I'll give you a real world example, and I feel vulnerable saying this, but, again, that's the nature of the podcast. I, The thing that I, the reason I am actually really optimistic about Linda is that when I am around her, my nervous system feels settled. I feel calm. That's a huge sign. Right? In a way yeah. that I haven't for a long time. And that to me is like, okay, this is what you've been working toward. Forget all yeah. the overthinking, forget all the, you know, analyses, the excavation, just trust your body. How do you feel? You feel calm in her presence, that means something. Yeah. And maybe this guy's teaching her that. Yeah. I feel listened to, I feel seen, he communicates with me, even when he's saying what I don't like, which is that I can't mm. have the re- kind of relationship you want. You know where you stand. You're not being yes. shut down. Now you know the next time you go into, whether it's casual or long-term, you know that that's a baseline. mmm And you've got to experience that, not just think it. Yes, that's right. Oh, I love this for her. Can you please call back and tell us how it's going? Because I want to know everything. Like this feels (laughs) like a rom-com situation. (laughs) All right, we're going to finish. Of course, you and I jibber-jabbered. We are going to finish on Big Mistake. So with all sloppy seconds, I ask, what is the biggest mistake? that you see in dating and relationships, either that you've experienced or that you observe in others?
3: Okay. Well, there's so many of them. (laughs) Do you want to give me three? (laughs) I'll give you just one. What I'm going to do whenever I have too many ideas about something, I just, I'm like, what's the first thing that springs to mind? Yeah. So when you said the question, the first thing that sprang to mind for me was expecting to get everything you need from one person.
1: 100%. Tell me more.
3: Okay. So I remember
1: remember earlier this
3: year I had a great conversation with our dear friend Cal about this very topic. Mm. And it was... (laughs) I feel like when I was younger, probably just by virtue of what we're sold by Hollywood or whatever while we're growing up, I, I feel like I thought you'd find your person and, and you know, they'd
1: be the uh, your other half. I was just going to say, like let's listen to the language. I'm going to find my twin flame, my other half. Yeah. They will complete yeah. me. And guess what that says unconsciously to all little kids? You are not complete. You're not complete. Exactly. That's exactly right. And, I mean, it's
3: still very much present in pop culture now, but probably to a slightly lesser extent or in a slightly different way to when we were growing up. But, um, yeah, it was that. It was like and it's how people introduce their partners. Here's my other half. Mm. Like all of that kind of stuff, and it's like, no, you're a complete person, which is yep. why there are so many people who are very happily thriving as single people. Yes, um, mm. you know, there's a real groundswell in that culture now where you don't have to be attached, you don't have no, to be in don't. a relationship. Mm. I've got plenty of friends who do not want to be in a relationship. Same, and they don't identify as as asexual, mm. and as, uh, that's you know, that's a whole different thing. Mm. But they, they just don't have any interest in being in a relationship and have been happily living on their own for 20 years. Mm. And I love that. I love that because you don't need to be in a relationship mm. if you don't want to be. That is that is true. But, you know, when I was in my 20s and stuff, I remember when I first started properly dating, being feeling helpless and, mm. like, and hopeless. I'll never meet you know the the person who completes me and the one and finishes my sentences and yeah. yeah is the one and and all of that stuff and i still see it in people now and i see it in my friends now where um you know they might um be frustrated in their relationship or with their partner because they're not providing this thing to them that is of no consequence it's not mm. it it's not a um Emotionally distant thing. No, it's um not harmful. It's not harmful in any way. Yeah. Um, let's just throw an example out there. They they're not interested in the same kinds of movies yes. that my friend is, mm. who likes to watch them and then talk about them at length for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> that is not a deal breaker in a relationship. Is this me? Is this me? <laughs> <laughs> But you, your partner doesn't have to be in no. the same kind of movies as you no. you 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 could find out that you enjoy going to watch them on your own and then you enjoy reading internet forums on them yeah. you could get yourself into a Facebook group of like-minded people and go and go with them yeah. to the movies to watch those things and have dinner and a debrief can after can I like, give
1: you I'll you, give you an example so and this will I was waiting for you to actually meet us in real life for, to drop this on you but I'll do it now Linda's like full-on into sport. Yeah,
3: okay. Right? Talking. I, c- I could tell. I yeah, can tell. It's looking like- I can t- but, but just by looking, I, I, looking at Linda, <laughs> I was like, like I, can t- I can tell the ilk. I can like, tell the She ilk. will
1: get up at three in the morning to watch a bloody basketball game in the States. She'll do like, right. uh, she'll sit for five days at a test match. And we're joking about it the other day and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be involved in any of that. But equally, yeah. I don't expect you to watch the Kardashians. I can do that on my own. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's a literal that's right. example. But I think, and I'll anonymize, but a mate of mine was saying, who started seeing someone recently, like, oh, they're not really my intellectual equal. They're not dumb, you know, or they're not like, you know, they're no slouch in the intellect department, but they're not quite at my kind of level. And I said to her, so what? Like you've got friends who are at that level. You can't get everything from one person. You don't have to sit yeah. down and have like deep and meaningful academic or esoteric conversations every night with your partner or every day or at all really if you feel no. that need elsewhere. Yeah. So I think you're yeah. right. They It's a young person's trap to go, I'm looking for the perfect person. You're not fucking perfect.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And your interests and what you're into and your beliefs and what you like to talk about aren't going to perfectly align for someone else as well. No. Like there's a flip side to that. You can't date someone and be like, she's not interested when I talk for hours about that (laughs) TV show She's not the one for me. Because on the flip side of that is somebody going, oh, my God, she spoke to me for hours about that TV show. She's not the one for me. Like you've got to find a middle ground. And I think, yeah, I've heard it a little bit lately, like people complaining Mm. about not getting that extra thing from the person that is very superficial. Yeah, it's it's not like oh I'm going through a hard time and my partner always sh- shoots me down and won't listen to mm. how I'm feeling. It's not mm. that. That's a whole different ball game. Like mm. th- that that kind of thing is that that's a problem. But your f- friend, your partner, not wanting to go to the test cricket with you, yeah, so that's you don't need to break up over that. No, that's totally fine. Like you can you can go and uh, go for a walk on the beach with your friends or whatever it is that you Correct. like to do. Well, your
1: partner's off doing that thing. Um, And to flip it, Kirstie, and I think, and you know I've done this and I presume you've done it as well, you can have that person who on paper where you go, right, they look look the way that I like, they dress the way that I like, they have similar interests to me, they have, you know, whatever the things are that we're talking about, they like the same shows as me, the movies, the books and whatever. Um, When I'm sick, are they there? Right? When I spiral, Mm. can they sit with it? Can they hold my hand when I'm having a hard day? Are they interested mm. in the things that I'm interested in, even if they're not interested in them? Do they listen mm. to me? Like those are the important things. Because the mm. other shit, like the danger as well, if you're too similar, is the danger is that enmeshment that we talked about before where you end up doing everything together. You know, again, concrete example of Linda's at a five-day test match. Well, good. i got time to go and see Kirsty and go for a walk on the beach. Yeah, yeah. If we have to do everything together, yeah. then I actually lose my friendships. Yeah,
3: and you also run out of things to talk to talk each other about. What about. Because like, you haven't had any extra experiences yeah. or whatever. Like you haven't gone down for a walk on the beach with Kirsty and watched her eat shit in a rock pool. So <laughs> therefore you haven't. Yeah, and gotten to go home and tell Linda about how kersey had to get airlifted off yeah. St Kilda Beach. Yeah. And it, like, <laughs> like, but then you've got to go and be experiencing stuff separately yeah. to be able to bring something back to the table, which is something that we all talked a lot about during lockdowns and whatever. Correct, Because we talked a lot about how we had nothing to talk to our partners about. Because everyone was doing because, the same thing. Yes. Exactly. Like it was yeah. a godsend for me that. Elle was still working because she's a nurse. Yeah. So she was trotting off to work and, you know, would come home with at least being able to talk about her day. Mm. But for me, like for months on end, it was like uh, I, I walked the dog.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like
3: the tide was
1: low. I watered the plants. <laughs> I picked up a dog who. Yeah. But I think coming yeah. back to like big mistake the big mistake is for a range of reasons. It puts pressure on the other person. It creates unrealistic expectations. You can lose yourself. The big mistake is expecting them for fulfill, to fulfill every need. There needs yeah. to be some basics that you write down that are non-negotiables. But don't make that so black and white. And don't that superficial shit doesn't matter. You know, how many times do we hear, like I get, and I get it because there's a lot of conditioning in it. Um, But, you know, I won't date a guy who's shorter than me. Why not? Like, does that really matter? You know? Like, actually, we're too old for that shit. Go back to the table and go, is that really important or is it important how he treats me, how he speaks to me, how he loves me? If he's bloody half a foot shorter, who gives a shit?
3: Yeah, go have a crack at a short king.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. The other day, we'll finish on this. We were at um, school waiting to pick up my teenager and my little 11-year-old, who you know is the most fabulous loose unit on the face of the earth. This little kid walked out of school and she went, ooh, short king. (laughs) I lost it. it. Love a short king. She's so funny. God, She's funny. funny. Oh, way back. We've gone so far over time. I'm so sorry for keeping you, but I do adore you. (laughs) <laughs> right back at you and i'm going to put links to all the things in the show notes and i will see you well i'll see you beforehand but for listeners you can come and see Kirsty at the live show at the malt house on the 9th of february awesome thanks for having me back all oh, right love you dale bye
2: love you dear nelly i could use some advice dear nelly yes yeah, some help would be nice dear nelly I'm eager to hear your point of view Dear Nelly There's a lot to explore Dear Nelly When you're 40 or more Dear Nelly So I'm hoping we can talk
1: everyone it's Nelly here just popping in to remind you to send in your listener calls your listener calls are the best chuck out the rest you can call me with a question you can comment on a previous episode you can give some tips and tricks you can share a dating story you can you know what you can pretty much do whatever you want we love 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 getting your listener calls and questions all you need to do there's a link in the show notes Or you just go to my website, NellieThomas.com, and follow the links to SpeakPipe. It's super easy. It's this online app. You basically press record. You start talking. When you're finished, it gets
0: emailed to me. So go on. Take a chance. Give me a call.